Hey everybody, welcome to the Voxology Podcast. Timothy John Stafford, Michael John Erie, we're here, <laughs> we're ready. Today, um, we've got Gombas. We're going to start a new series uh, of conversations with Gombas that, w- that, w- that will occur kind of regularly around some really big topics in the Bible. Um, and so we, we talked to him for an hour and a half and <laughs> you'll hear 30 minutes of it yes exactly <laughs> exactly the rest of it was all nonsense tim tim will try to try to see if he can redeem <laughs> some of it but oh my goodness we just have so much fun um so we have a conversation with him and that that's going to be a regular part of our regular rotation in 2023 like i said last episode we're going to start a series of revelation kind of aimed at uh, disarming and dismantling a way of understanding revelation that has done great harm, but also fuels some of the worst facets of Christian nationalism in America. And um, so that's going to be a backdrop for a convo we're going to start next week. Also, want to let you know our YouTube channel launches next week with the launch of Revelation. And so, giddy up! I'm putting uh, self tanning lotion on. And um, I'm not, but it, you know, if you've not we seen get you us, like a turtleneck and some glasses or something. <laughs> well, yeah, just to make it look more Let's academic. Class to this I, podcast. I think it's too, yeah, it's I think it's time. too late, too late for all of that. Um, anyway, we are super excited about what's happening. Thank you for all your support and helping us pull all of this stuff off. We've got lots of things cooking. I want to thank uh, Ellie and Michelle and Michael and Barb this week for um, coming on the Patreon team. Really deeply grateful that there is this uh, large community of people who financially support. Um, And then there is an even larger community of people who email us and let us know what they're thinking. And um, it's really great. So we're very humbled as always uh, to play a small part in in your life and uh, in this community that we've built together. So I'm going to turn it over to Gombas. If you're new to the podcast, Tim Gombas is a professor of New Testament with an emphasis in Pauline studies. He's just written a book on the Gospel of Mark, a commentary on the Gospel, which is actually fantastic. He has a podcast called Faith Improvised, but more than that, he's just become a a friend of ours and a guy that we love... you know, bantering with around deep, deep biblical subjects. So anyway, hope you enjoy the interview and it will certainly be continued. To be continued. But wait, Mike, before we go, there's one thing that you have to answer because we didn't end up doing it on there. Oh, we off. What I don't think will be on the recording was us talking about how there is a sequel to the passion Passion of the Christ Christ. coming out. And I want to hear what your sequel title is. Well, I, 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 I'm not smart enough to have a good one, although I follow a guy who, <laughs> who, uh, who, did the pa- who did The Passion of the Christ and had like seven sequels that totally fit the frame <laughs> of Too Fast, Too Furious. That's amazing. So, so it was like, you know, Passion 5, um, to Jesus, to Jesus, to Christ, <laughs> Jerusalem adrift. I mean, it was, it was, it was incredible. Um, uh, our friend Caitlin uh, wants this to be about the harrowing of hell. I saw which, that, which would be which, fascinating. Which would be totally fascinating. Um, who knows? Who knows? I haven't really. I watched the first one once, and uh, I don't know that I've seen it since. So I, I don't know. know, but I just thought it was funny. Do you have a title? The Passion of the Christ, The Return Dude, of the King. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Yes. Bad Moon Just, Rising. Listen, blend the, <laughs> yes, The Last Battle and The Return of the King. Let's blend all the Christian universes together. <laughs> all together. Yes, absolutely. So thank you, Timothy, for uh, for bringing that up. We did We did riff on that for a while, and I have no idea. What's on it? What's on our recording and what's not at this point? So, Neither anyway, do I. <laughs> we love you guys. Thanks. Well, this isn't oh. really the start. We've oh. been we've been doing nonsense 
for the last 30 minutes. Holy cow, yeah. So <laughs> it's it's gone on a while. That's 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 time a flies. sign. Yeah. We're having a good time. And and I just have to get this, I have to get your New Year's resolutions just for public consumption. I, I appreciate you repeating them because they are first of all, they're inspiring. Like very much. I'm very much inspired by hearing them. And I think our audience will really be inspired by them. So go ahead. Tim, uh, tell us uh, the two New Year's resolutions that you mentioned. They're very important. You want to you hear them? I do. All right. I do. I know I've heard them personally, and that's why. And, that, and now I want other people Still to hear I them. reiterate them? Yes. All right. Yeah. And then um, I'll tell you them, and then I'm, because I'm looking at it right now, remind Ooh. me to tell you a crazy story that, that happened to me at the end of 2022. Ooh. That brought oh. some significant closure into my life. I... Uh, so I have two resolutions this year. Um, I I, I kind of have a few that I, I need to be working on that I may not mention. I won't mention in public. Okay. But this, okay. These are, are the you two shaving? Are... are you shaving your chest again? Because yeah. that that <laughs> you know I don't think that's embarrassing. I'm all. not. Well, I am not shaving it. I'm having it shaved. <laughs> so <laughs> I um, bougie gombas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's important to be clean shaven. <laughs> and, um, and smooth chested. I <laughs> my wow. first resolution is uh, no longer am I going to be pointing yeah. with my index finger. Dear listener, he's pointing right a, now. I had a friend that said when I was uh, telling them this, they said, Well, are you gonna are you gonna do like the airplane point? You know, like yeah. the yep. I said no. No, no, yeah, no the no. two finger point. No, yep. Not doing the two finger point. Um I just don't Although now that I'm saying this, it's now it's public. I'm wavering on that, but no. What? What? Yeah, that's <laughs> for two, that's for 2024. I may switch it up, but this okay. is for this okay. year. All right. For 2023, I'm going to be indicating objects with my whole hand. Your so whole flat says, hand. Which which flower are you talking about? I'm not going to be pointing with my index finger. I'm going to say this flower over here. I'm going to point with my whole hand at at objects or in directions. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the reason I'm uh, there's there's not a reason I'm going to be doing that, uh, except that it's more in, welcoming. Um, do you really think so? No, but but I, <laughs> I mean, I, I if you're pointing at me with your whole hand yeah. versus your finger, I guess I guess the whole hand feels it could more be a jab. But this yeah. is kind of like well, this yeah. could be like I'm gonna you know it's like I'm a judo chop, taekwondo. It look, yeah, I've seen <laughs> I've seen the matrix. The I've seen some matrix. You know. And John Wick stuff with just yeah. the full hand like that. So I don't know. It could be. It could yeah, be that's right. It could be. It could be threatening. But I wouldn't. It's do somewhere that between at a John person. Wick and Vanna White because she kind of oh. also presented with full hands. Does right? she really? Oh yeah. Yeah, you there may want to study uh, that tape. Just and to just Madonna, to get... you could Vogue it. That was very. Yeah, these are all possibilities. Do you see how uh, uh, this opens up new worlds? This yeah. is what I'm saying. It creates possibilities. But the the reason why I'm doing it is there are a couple of. <laughs> Wes Anderson films where Bill Murray does that. He points oh. with his whole hand. And I'm like, when, like, you just want to be more Bill Murray-like, you know, or at least the characters in Wes Anderson films. I think there are things about his personal life that I may not want to imitate, except the hand yeah. motion. Yeah, I want to be doing that. Motion. Yeah. So that's my first resolution. Uh, Inspiring. That one's, that one's firm. Yeah. The other one is is less firm, uh, but it has it's more, it is more of an intention. And there see, it, it requires there it, it is. requires some self awareness. Yes, um, and then I, I'm going to use fewer contractions when I speak. And yeah. um, so, That's... if I were to reiterate what I just said, I would say I am going to use fewer contractions when I speak. And the example that I gave uh, was like if someone said, "Hey, do you want to go get a burrito?" I would I would say I cannot. Yeah. And just which, leave it there. Which <laughs> it just sounds dire. more sober. It feels so final. It feels sober-minded, final, yes. yep. serious. Yep. I'm not. I'm not messing around. I'm not Especially messing around. Especially if you're pointing with your whole hand at something. Yeah. Like, oh, do you I need that burrito shop? Cannot. I cannot. <laughs> yes. So if you're yeah. on your walk and someone says, "Yeah," like they want to chat, you say, "I cannot no, talk I to you." Cannot now. talk to you. No. Tell us. Tell us about the horror that happened to you this morning on your walk. Because this, I mean, this is uh, outlandish. These people. <laughs> these people. I, um, and I was right in the middle of 
you know, real deep thought, which, um, you know, when that happens on in this part of the walk, there often are squirrels skittering about in the, mm-hmm. the leaves and it startles me out of deep thought. But I saw on the horizon <laughs> up over this rise, the, the two people were walking toward me that are always this, the guy. He just, st- he makes He's comments. the quipper. He's the quipper. He, he, he makes these quips and he yep. does not realize I'm not a quipper. No. I don't chat. I don't make small talk. I greet. I, I, I in fact, I'm a, like a, an expansive greeter. I wave. I wave and say good morning to all the people that I, that I pass. Mm. I don't just say good morning. I wave. Um, but these people, the guy always says something and I'm walking on the right side of the street. It's a very quiet street. So I was on the street. They're walking on the other side of the street. Cause you know, you stay to the right where this is the, the States. Yeah. yeah. This is, this is how we walk in these United States <laughs> and they cross the road in front they of you. They didn't as need they're, to cross. They're, they're approaching walking right at me. They didn't need to, to come to my side. They crossed the road. What happened? Like, what are they what, doing? They're walking. What right happened to you <clears throat> physiologically at that moment? I I was like I, I won't say the words I mumbled, but mm. they um I w- I was like what are you doing? I yeah. went I gravitated toward the center of the street mm. and um was tempted <clears throat> to register my displeasure by sneering <laughs> at these people. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I but I didn't I didn't sneer. I said good morning, and then I looked down. Yeah, as if to say bodily, we're not. We're not talking. Yeah. We're not friends. Instead of saying, <laughs> good morning. Walkers. Yeah. I said, good morning. Yes. Yeah, no, no. But you've got to say it like without the contraction. Like I said, instead good, of, morning. good day. Like that's a, that's a, just a G and a day. So yeah. people do that with good morning. You've got to say literally good morning. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Good morning. Yeah. Good and morning. I look, and I look down. Yeah. As, like, as we're say, done here. That's it. We're done here. Don't ask for more. This, they, this is all there is. This, well, what did he do? There's How did not, he handle that? Did he did he register? They, you know what? I didn't even look at him. I was so disgusted <laughs> with the cross with the crossing. I was yeah. so disgusted with the violation of my space. I'm in my lane. Stay in your lane. Yeah. What People, were you listening to? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, he, he doesn't listen. He listens. I don't to listen his, to anything. I just this is my time to, to the think. Holy Spirit. Oh, do you know what I? Uh, that's dangerous. Uh, oh, this is what I'm also doing. Uh, and then I've got to tell you my story because I'm looking at this, yeah, ob- this object over there. there. Oh, he just pointed. He just pointed with his whole hand, <laughs> listener. <laughs> what I'm doing from one of the things I'm doing for my walks is uh, I'm memorizing the poem um, by Ooh. Mary Oliver called The Journey. Ooh. It is. You guys should look it up. It is so beautiful and wow. um, it, it's just really cool. So I'm memorizing it. So I, when I'm walking, I say it out loud. You know, I, this sort of... Um, I'm trying to form some new neural pathways to kind of get my yeah. mind onto fruitful things when, when I'm walking. Yeah. So some would um, use the Bible for that, in, but that's okay. You could, you could, you could yeah, memorize really. scripture. That's fine. That's okay. also possible. Okay. Let me tell you this quick story. Cause I'm looking at yes. this thing. I, uh, four years ago on election day, 2018, um, my car died. My Volkswagen Jetta, which was no. my car, my dream car. I loved this car. Loved it. It died. Um, and I, I, I got, I bought this, this, uh, crappy little 2008 Volkswagen rabbit as just like an emergency car. I just, I was out of a car and I thought I'm going to drive this thing into the ground or, or I'm going to just have it for a year before I get something else that I really like. Well, I had it for four years and this thing was falling apart, yeah. 200,000 miles. It was falling apart. So I, I got something different and I, I, I listed this thing on Craigslist for like 20, 2,800 bucks. I don't, I mean, I just, you know, aim high. Uh, nobody was in, no one was interested. So I dropped it way down. No, $2,300. So I dropped it down to 1,800 and some guy called me. Uh, and he, he said, um, he wrote, he responded to the ad and he said, uh, uh, here's my number. Call me. Um, I can't remember his name. So I, uh, I, I called him up and I said, Hey, uh, you responded to the ad for the, for the Volkswagen. He said, um, yeah, I bought, I bought cars from my boss. He, he sells parts. And this, that is exactly how he sounded. <laughs> yeah, I bought, I bought cars from my boss. He sells, par- he, he sells parts. He said, if, if an ad stayed for 10 days, call him up, offer him half cash. So I, I was like, well, <laughs> well uh, I'll take $1,000 for it. So, all right, $1,000 cash. 
but this we've had these storms here as you know mike yeah yeah and um this was in this is like december 18th i needed to get rid of that car i was leaving town the next day so he said he says uh boss won't let me take the truck out <laughs> um if you could if you could drive it up here i'll throw in a jar of moonshine <laughs> i couldn't believe it it was the funniest thing so i actually drove the car to this the, guy's place and, and well, yes i could not even believe the car was like it barely made it, it was, the thing was falling apart on the highway it was he was about 20 miles north in the sticks Ooh. and this guy was like th this was like frightening thousand dollars cash <laughs> I, i'm i'm staring at a jar of moonshine he gives oh. me a moonshine it just has a in black marker on the lid it says 100 proof <laughs> <laughs> it's not so man i'm not touching that stuff well i what are you what are you drinking you're drinking something right now you're literally oh, putting a glass that's yeah, that's, that's what it would yeah exactly that's what a guy who had exactly moonshine would like, say <laughs> gonna watch him slowly melt through that the length of this gonna, conversation between that and the burrito yeah. it's that's gonna fuel my my new volkswagen down to, to chicago today two opposing forces well <laughs> timothy we are delighted to have you on the show as always oh, and to hang out. <laughs> as much <clears throat> as we would love to swap crazy stories that's not all we're doing that's not all we're doing <laughs> tim um i want to dig in because buried in the midst of baseball statistics movie quotes and burrito rankings there are some theological thoughts in that <laughs> mind of yours oh man um i know i know and <laughs> you know however however long it takes to kind of work our way into those that's what we're here for let's do it so my question for you, Dr. Gombus, Dr. Freaking Gombus, or Freaking Dr. Gombus, I don't know which is more appropriate, but we do get emails addressed to Freaking Gombus or about Freaking Gombus. That's awesome. Using that phrase, yes. <laughs> and it's usually, it's usually a, 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 a phrase that is declared like Freaking Gombus, period, or exclamation point. Like, yeah. he blew my mind. <clears throat> it's not so, just a gerund. No, hanging part hanging part of great, great this work. Is a, this is a heavy grammar episode. Hey guys, <laughs> guys, hey guys! All right, so the gospel that I received growing up was oh. the following: uh, I am a sinner, and uh, God's wrath is on me, and that wrath is um, a judgment that occurs uh, after I die. And I am judged uh, if I've not accepted Christ, and then I am damned to hell, where I am tortured for an eternity. Yay! Um, uh, but if if that process is interrupted, and someone shares the gospel with me, and I pray, I close my eyes, and I pray the prayer, and accept Jesus in my heart, on that day of judgment, I am then welcomed into heaven forever, where we worship God forever and ever and ever and ever. And, um, and so, you know, once the, the invitation was to kind of make a decision to accept Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. And I'm, I'm guessing for all of us, that was kind of the message, the, you yeah. know, the kernel of the message. <clears throat> and as we've talked about before um, many times, I'm not quite sure that's the, the thrust of the New Testament, <laughs> the thrust of the Bible. So, Tim, I, I'd love to just begin a series of conversations with you about where that goes wrong. And so, if someone were to say, and I, and I realize, you know, whatever, um, you know, without contraction or contradiction, um, <laughs> if somebody said, you know, hey, what, what is the invitation of Jesus to people? And they were looking for kind of a, you know, relatively short answer to that question how would you frame that well uh yeah that's a great these is a great question that's big uh um, yes like the burrito you had earlier i know i was gonna say everything all my thoughts are foggy <laughs> yeah that's uh that's huge uh i grew up with the very same kind of 
message, the same sort of uh, reality was portrayed. Um, it goes wrong. Uh, one of the one of the places that that it goes wrong is that it it sort of shrinks down the gospel to an individual thing. It's like an individual mm. transaction, mm -hmm. uh, or or even just individual news. It's news about you. Yeah. Um, and, uh, in the new Testament, in the gospels, when Jesus is announcing the gospel, cause he goes around preaching the gospel. It's often not every time, but it's almost always, uh, followed by of the kingdom. It's the gospel of the kingdom. Hmm. So it's not like the gospel about you or your eternal destiny or whatever. Hmm. So, um, that's where what's one of the places that it goes wrong the gospel <coughs> in the new testament is the announcement of the arrival of this radically new reality into this broken world so it's it's the announcement that this present evil age has indeed been judged <coughs> but there is this new reality that has invaded our broken reality and it's it's opened up the space called the kingdom of god that is sort of space over which jesus rules and it's space that is animated and pervaded by the holy spirit and um um yeah i thought i thought the way that you asked this question was really helpful you, you said like what is the what is the gospel that jesus or what is the invitation that jesus gives it's the it, uh i mean i'm just parroting <coughs> i'm right here when he talks about how the gospel is the announcement and then there's the invitation to enter it so mm. it's like uh <clears throat> so one other place that this kind of goes along with it being individualistic one of the places one of the things that gets wrong is like the gospel as i grew up with it um involves the space of my heart just this mm -hmm, here mm -hmm. and then the space of heaven right but but <laughs> but heaven later like in eternity so yeah. it's like jesus is in here and then you will be up there later but it's yes. like that's completely like um the gospel in the gospels involves space that is larger than me it's it's here it's it's here all around um and the invitation is to enter it's like so turn from habits and patterns of life that you have cultivated or you've been habituated into and then enter this new space uh which involves taking up new practices in community and the future reality doesn't mean um it doesn't involve going to heaven, but it involves inhabiting the fullness of the new creation when it comes in its fullness. Mm. So that's different space entirely. Um, mm. It's not Jesus in my heart. Um, and then it's, it's also um, the decision aspect I think is also troubling. And I remember when I first heard this, when I was in college, I, I had this uh, theology prof who was just fantastic. Mm. Um, and um, so I, I remember hearing him say, um, you know, the gospel is Billy Graham sort of has shaped it is entirely oriented by existentialism. It just involves this. It involves this decision. It's so existentialist. And th this is like, he was like a philosopher, a theologian. And I was like, wow, that sounds interesting. Unpack it. But I mean, I never, I never said a word in college out loud. So I would never <laughs> have asked like, what do you mean by that? Um, but I do think that that's, that's problematic, um, mm. that like at the moment of decision, everything changes or something like that. Right, right, right. Whereas, I mean, our, because our lived experience is so complex and like convoluted and complicated and change happens over time and the, the cultivation, I, I, I can understand that like there might be a moment of a change or of a, you know, an intention to do things differently or, but what's unfortunate is that that kind of just rules out um the reality that responding to the gospel often involves exploration and uh, trial and error and getting to know this whole thing and trying to figure it out and and um it doesn't involve mm -hmm. sort of like um you know, change can sort of happen over time it's not yeah. limited in the new testament to 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 like a decision yeah, right right so right. it's bigger it's it's communally it's communal oriented um because it involves entering um sort of new cosmic space but that happens in community and all the behaviors that we leave behind and all the behaviors that we take up are almost all i don't i can't it's hard to think of any that aren't they're all communal corporate mm -hmm. uh they're all things that we no longer do to one another or increasingly stop doing 
and they're all things that we um, now do to one another, you know, serve, love, offer hospitality, forgive, confess our sins, those kinds of things. These are practices that we sort of learn how to get better at over a lifetime. So in the first century, kingdom of God was a loaded phrase. And I know, you know, Mark, and in Mark, at, at least, it's kind of a summary statement of Jesus's <clears throat> preaching at times. But what would Jesus's audiences in Galilee, not among the, you know, the priestly folk down in uh, Judea, but the, but, uh, but the fishermen and fisherwomen and the peasants sort of up north, what, what would come to their mind when they would hear this phrase, kingdom of God? Yeah, the reign, the reign of Israel's God was, was going to be re-instantiated, uh, hmm. um, which would have meant um, Israel would have been free of its enemies. Rome would be gone. Yeah. Uh, the contaminating presence of Rome would be off of God's land. Uh, God's land would once again flourish. Uh, I don't know what the stats are, but it's something like 93 or 95% of people living in Israel or um, biblical Israel were in just poverty. I mean, so it's like um, economically they would flourish. Uh, politically, they would be independent. Uh, God would be reigning himself through, you know, perhaps some agent. And uh, the leaders of God's people would be looking out for and ruling on behalf of all all of God's people. Mm -hmm. um, there would be safety from enemies. Uh, there would be uh, plenty for everyone. So it'd be like an entire socio-political economic order that was characterized by flourishing for everybody. Yeah. And, you know, the, uh, um, you know, the year of plenty, you know, Jubilee rhythms would, would return and um, God's people would, 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 God would have brought relief to God's people. I mean, they're, they, even up North, they are, Israel is entirely, the the people to whom jesus arrives there it's occupied territory and that they feel the weight and the heaviness of uh being an occupied land with a foreign army that that just makes their lives misery hmm. so all of that would have been gone would it's that not just were they like individual wrong? hopes would have been like they would all be totally. fulfilled yes it's like yeah. that's what they were waiting for would you say Mike, would that have been wrong yeah was that wrong for them to expect that no that was the expectation that was what um that was that was, was that what the hebrew bible had set them up to expect yeah all the prophetic promises i mean this is like what all the prophets are talking about god's mm -hmm. going to return um plenty is going to return flourishing is going to return there won't be poverty there won't be anybody that uh there won't be weeping and that sort of thing there will be rejoicing and um you know god's salvation is going to arrive and salvation would have looked holistic not just yeah. sort of like taking up residence in people's hearts but um god taking up residence on his land yeah. and really universally but uh the experience of that for for um for israel would have been um god's order of flourishing would have been uh re-upped i guess is yeah. the yeah reinstantiated brought into being so i mean i when you when you set when you have the contrast between what was expected and what happened uh, I have sympathy for the Jews that were like, nah, we're not interested, right? I mean, I, I can understand why there would be massive amounts of disappointment in Jesus. Yeah. Do you think when John the Baptist, you know, has that question from prison yeah. in Matthew, do you think that's what's sitting behind that question? That's how I understand it right now. Yeah, unless I come across an interpretation that's better, but yeah, it's a disappointment. Hey, what's the deal? I mean, I think that's highly sarcastic, actually. Mm. Are you the one or is there someone else? Right. Yeah, like, cause, because uh, you're doing it wrong. Right. You know? <laughs> so it seems like the implication, doesn't it? It's <laughs> Right. And it's like, um, but Jesus, the, the answer is so interesting because it's like, um, you know, the poor are being looked after, the wounded are being healed. Th th these are the signs. The signs aren't Romans are being slaughtered. Mm -hmm. And, um, but, mm -hmm. but I think John the Baptist might've been expecting that, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, he is like a, he is like absolute punk rocker. Um, <laughs> he, he's like the pastor's kid who becomes a punk rocker 
uh, because his father is a, his father's a priest. He's part of the establishment there in mm-hmm. Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And John is, is saying, which is like heresy. Um, yeah, he's out in the desert and he's calling people come out to the desert to be baptized for the, um, repentance for, uh, and the, for the forgiveness of sins, which is basically saying, join the movement of people who are rightly related to God as we, as we await the coming kingdom apart and from that, the temple. And that's apart from the temple out right. here in the desert, because right. that, that whole system is corrupt. The thing that my dad's part of is yeah. all corrupt. I mean, so yeah. that's like, that's pretty, yeah, pretty rough. Yeah. Dad. I mean, they probably weren't, you know, what's Thanksgiving like there <laughs> in Mr. And Mrs. The Baptist's home. <laughs> so, so Jesus comes preaching this kingdom, and they would have heard it one way. Jesus intended it to be heard a different way. Yeah. And is that the reason why he's a bit mysterious about his preaching of it and his practicing of it? Uh, in Mark, for instance, he warns people not to say anything to other people about it. Um, is that what's going on when, when Jesus is when, when people will say, well, why don't you tell us you're the Messiah directly? Um, yeah. is, it, is it, I mean, that big a deviation from what was expected that we can, I don't know, I mean, more than have sympathy for the people who just didn't buy it? Yeah. Oh, totally. I, I think, yeah, the expectations are disappointed. Um, but I do think that I, that's how I read those statements in Mark, especially, but I think they, I think there are some in Matthew and in Luke where Jesus says, don't, don't say anything about this because I think that, um, he's wary of too much momentum getting going and the word spreading and people getting really excited. Uh, well, there already, there already is like revolutionary fever in the land, uh, because people just hate the Romans. They hate their lives and they want them to be different and their prophets for you know, four or 500 years have been telling them it's going to be different when God returns. And so there's all this expectation and they have a template for what that looks like 150 to 200 years. That's it. That's previous right. with the Maccabees. Yeah. It's like, yes, yes. These yes. are their heroes. These are the people that they talk about. Just like here in the States, we talk about our you know revolutionary war heroes or right. the founders, Warriors, whatever yeah, the founders, just like we've, venerate them here in america they're venerating the maccabees and these heroes that brought back the reign of god for all too brief a time before rome then comes and takes over um maybe 100 years or so before jesus um jesus's ministry starts anyway so um yeah jesus knows that there's that kind of revolutionary fervor and i think that uh early in mark when there's all these crowds um following or there's all this pop jesus is popular mm-hmm. and um um what's interesting about how mark tells the story is the crowds as a character in that narrative there there are either neutral statements made about uh, the crowds or negative statements mm-hmm. made about the crowd and so jesus is now ne- he's always trying to sort of tamp down all of that enthusiasm and I think it's also the case that he's trying to slow things down. Like, hey, listen, mm-hmm. over time, you need I'm going to explain to you what this is all about. It's not what you thought it was. And mm-hmm. I'm not who you want me to be. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the, the kingdom is going to be embodied and inhabited and performed through acts of service and hospitality and inclusion of those that were taught to marginalize. And that's going to involve all of us learning new ways of being. Um, that's how the kingdom comes that, or, and that is the kingdom itself, hmm. you know? Um, and he's a radically different kind of a, a king. who's the one who's going to go to Jerusalem to die. Well, he's going to go to the nation's capital to die. Right. And that upsets all expectations. And so, I mean, you're in the middle of Mark and Peter's and the disciples. It's not just Peter that, um, you're in the middle of Mark when Peter and the disciples try to prevent Jesus from going to Jerusalem to die. Cause that's, there's no way that's how this works. Yes. Yes. Which is so, challenging. I mean, it's really, it's, it's so easy to look at them and see them as like a bunch of adults, but that, that is exactly that's what I'm trying the to set up. heritage that I grew up in. Yes. Spectacle. Yes. Spectacle, you know, get, 
That's the parallel the I'm going for. Get the football player to come. Get the football yep. player to come and speak, and people will show up. I mean, like we're our whole way of being Christian was oriented around gathering crowds. Yeah, and that's seen as a marker of success. And the way that um, Jesus goes about his business is to sort of like prevent crowds. Yes. Do you think that should restructure how we operate now? I'm just curious because all the words you guys just used were like defying expectation, de- <laughs> defying <laughs> momentum. Mm. Um, and then these, uh, it's just, they're also counter to the language that we hear mostly from the church now, which is all about, it's still about, um, not revolution, but like, you know, yeah, it's it's still kind of a big thing. And we use that language of God moving in those kind of ways still, whereas it seems that Jesus was doing to them what I would imagine he would do to us, which is like, Hey, Exactly what you just said. This is not what you thought it was going to be. I'm not who you thought I was going to be. Um, here's what this looks like. Everyone chill out. like Totally. And take care of one another. And this is what it looks like. But instead, it's gotten, it's just really, all those words that you use were all very like, take a breath, slow down, pick that person yeah. up that just fell down. They're going to pick you up when you fall down. Yeah. But instead, everything we have now is like kinetic and like, I don't know. It's it's yeah. a energy. Yeah. Energy, impact, momentum. Oh, you hate that word. You know. Totally. It's just so <laughs> you hate that word. Awful. Yeah, all these things. I mean, um this is how we measure everything. It's so American, but it's also so human. This has been this has been how That's we've done it. things for 2000 right. years and so it's like this is a constant struggle. You want to be interesting, you want to advertise, get the big momentum, all that kind of stuff and this, that's not, that's do you not think what it's that, all about. Do you think that space between what what it was that we were promised Christianity was and what it turns out to be, do you think that space is the space that's causing, quote, deconstruction for so many? That we were told it was one thing and it turns out to be another. And the betrayal of those who told us it was the one thing um, and that it wasn't the other, and, and, and as they've fallen, um, you know, like dominoes, is that is that the space like similar to the to the Judaisms of Jesus's day? Is that the space then where the healthy parts of deconstruction happen? Yeah, probably the case. You you guys probably hear more of these stories than I do. I mean, is that how you would frame that? I mean, do you, do you see? You think those are sort of common themes? Totally. The, yeah yeah the thing that's interesting though is that it's usually like (laughs) all of us inheriting our faith and then making it our own faith i think people have been quote unquote deconstructing for ever i don't know why it has become such a i don't know if it's because of social media or whatever but i mean taking what you've been handed realizing that it may not be the full nature of who God is and everything, and then researching that. I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a weird, I don't know what the initial, th- it's like the CRT conversation. Like these are conversations that have existed for a very long time, but all of a sudden there's been like some boogeyman made out of it. And, right. And it's monopolized the conversation rather than like, Hey, yeah, great. We all go through this. It's a very constructive thing of you owning truth or at least engaging in truth. Well, I, and yeah, what I'm, what, um, go ahead. Well, I just was going to say, and I want to hear your thoughts, Mike. I, it seems to me that um, the way of Jesus in the Gospels and in the New Testament is uh, he goes the way of suffering, and uh, he laments, and he is a he he is broken, like literally, his body is shattered, and on the other on the other side of that experience is glory. You know, resurrection mm-hmm. and and um and he is raised up on the cross and uh in matthew mark and luke uh john is a little bit different he's raised up on the cross and that's the revelation of god in in matthew mark and luke he's raised up on the cross and that's his being seated on his throne so it's mm-hmm. like it's completely upside down but that's the character of the kingdom is brokenness being shattered uh going the way of suffering and as the people of God inhabit the kingdom of God, uh, they are they have solidarity with those who suffer, 
they mm-hmm. offer hospitality and they serve. That's that's how this looks. And I think that um, in in an American context, and maybe in a Western context, but this is particularly American, uh, we're offered so much promise. Like this is all about having your family together. You're going to have the perfect nuclear family. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have the perfect marriage. Um, yeah. You're going to get that job you want. You're going to have, you know, it, it's sort of like, here's how you arrive. It's, it's, you know, the American dream gospel. Here's how you arrive at fulfillment, et cetera. You're going to have a well-ordered life. Your kids are going to be involved in sports. You're not going to be touched with tragedy if yeah. you're Christian. And even yeah. if it, that, that is so health and, you know, uh, pr- prosperity gospel, um, it's, it's at times stated explicitly like that, but if it's not, it's implicit in sort of an evangelical way of being. Mm-hmm. And the people that end up deconstructing, I think, are people whose lives are touched by um, a child's death, um, the death of a spouse, a divorce, um, um, uh, some kind of long-term suffering, um, where existentially, I, I, to, in my experience, it's not necessarily like, my life is great, but intellectually I have questions. I mean, existentially you sort of go through something mm-hmm. where it's like, um, hold on a minute here. I did, I followed the rules as I was given them. I did everything as I was supposed to do it. I did the Christian parenting thing. We did the Christian marriage retreat. We did all of this and it didn't work. And now I've got questions. And, um, I think that's how people start on these journeys. And it's like, um, the, the, the sad part to me, or I, I don't, I don't want to say it's a sad thing. I, I guess I would just say for me in my journey that those were some, those were catalysts, you know, uh, 20 years or so ago. Mm. Um, when we, you know, you hold in, we held in our hands, uh, four dead babies. It's like that, that makes you ask questions mm-hmm. and it's like, what is going on here? Mm. Um, this this isn't how things were supposed to go for me personally it drove me back to the new testament to to see that there's richer stuff going on there and the, and that's just it just happened to go that way for me but when i when i hear stories of people just saying you know there are there are people out there uh, i i found communities online or or i found friends that um are are facing life with more realism or more honesty and if they're those are all outside the church i have all kinds of time for those kind of people, because it's like, yeah, they're not wrong. It's like, yeah, there are people mm-hmm. that are that are facing things more honestly. The tragedy is, in an American evangelical context, um, it would have been great if we were being more faithful to how the gospel is uh, portrayed in the New Testament by talking more about um, how this is a reality of suffering. And if our lives are good, you know, filled, you know, I don't, I don't have a lot of suffering going on, but it's so. For me, it's like, all right, let, let's be creative and look out on my city. Like, where is their suffering? And how can I have solidarity with those who are suffering? Um, it, had I been, had I inherited a gospel like that, it would have involved fewer, a whole lot less disillusionment. That's and good. I was thinking about this this morning. <clears throat> this was post-Quipper encounter, pre-burrito. <laughs> um, I, I just feel like I, I had a conversation with um, my folks when I was in Chicago um the other day sort of about these things it's 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 unfortunate that the existential experience drives the inquiry or drives mm-hmm, the question mm-hmm. and for me this is why i feel like i'm so militantly committed to just in in peacetime like now like things are great i'm so committed to uh foraging about in my imagination and finding out where are their illusions where am i buying anything false mm-hmm. where have i where, like where is it now because when life hits, like there's no time for it then. Like that, that's, I don't need to do the, I, I can't do the intellectual work in crisis because that's, you know, the emotional work will be, will be required of me. Mm. I think people just lose it entirely when they have to do the emotional work and the intellectual work. Totally. That's that, a that's lot just, of energy. That's taxing. That yeah. is so, so much energy. Yeah. Man. My goodness. Well, that, that's what I was trying to get at with some of the, the way I was framing the questions yeah. was it, it's impossible for us as Americans to register how deeply disappointing Jesus 
is oh, and totally <laughs> to his original audience like yeah. there, there's just there's no i mean we read it and and we're like well how could these people miss this i mean this is so yeah. obvious yeah i've had people say that about jewish people they'll just like, well i mean yeah. it's so clearly he's the messiah and um obviously that that missing it maps perfectly into kind of our posture today but i i I was trying to get a glimpse uh into how um because there were many competing versions yeah of the the judaisms of the day from what i understand and jesus was 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 one option was one option yes exactly 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 so so the disappointment of jesus to his first audience i think is a very neglected totally topic <laughs> yeah and, yeah because we, well, we and, would be every bit as disappointed and he is disappointing when we yes when we have um when we approach him from our illusions which is why we've got to have him be this other figure who just inhabits our hearts and gives us an eternal destination like mm. if, if he actually wants our bodies and um our bodies are going to take a journey like his body did toward being brutalized and then being shattered Mm. like that's the direction this goes right and that's like oh honestly man i don't know yeah yeah and also remember he dies alone (laughs) so it's like it the whole thing starts in mark it's like it you know in chapter one there it's all summary stuff because mark's just trying to say like this was going awesome he called these disciples they dropped everything man this is going great it's, it's there's like music there's lights it's going great and then it kind of starts to get weird and like well why did that happen there and they're like what do you what and then it's like ah it didn't take a weird turn and then it's just like he, he dies and there's nobody it's like the and they, they flee the tomb they flee yeah, the tomb like, that's how it here. ends yeah hey hey uh tell his followers but they didn't yeah yeah the end it's yeah. like wait whoa yeah what so, so if, yeah, so Jesus is a disappointment, but also Mark is oh. meant to just be a disappointment as it's actually like faithfully performed for audiences. Yes, that's <laughs> so good. So how do we capture that mm. in modern parlance? You know, how do we, if again, back to our fictitious, somebody says, okay, so what, what is the invitation of Jesus? If, like I've had, I've had people ask that directly. How do I become a Christian? Or what does it mean to be a Christian? How do I capture that aspect of it? Uh, because, you know, the invitations I've heard and given uh, in the past have been, you know, the forgiveness of sins, the assurance of heaven when you die, the yeah. peace fill, filling the hole in your heart, you know, providing meaning purpose, you know, all of those yeah. sorts of things. How do we capture yeah. that disappointment bit? Um. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that hole in your heart thing. I just—that's just provocative. I had. How do, you fill, how do you fill that God-shaped hole? Yeah. Yes, yeah. there it is. I tried money. I tried rock and roll. I yeah. tried drugs. Not me personally, but yeah. I mean, this is the—that's—that's that's how that's, that's right. how it preaches. The God-shaped hole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just have, I have burrito a burrito-shaped hole in my heart. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I said that. I said something like that one time using real pious language, and someone got upset. I'm like, oh, anyway, whatever. Yeah, this was in a class context. Um, I'm not often <laughs> properly pious to the pious. We are I, shocked. Uh, it see. It seems to me that um, the transaction. Um, yeah, you don't. It's not that forgiveness is. Yeah, forgiveness of sins in some sense is offered, but it's like. Um, there's there's the whole reality. I, I would say it this way, very simply. Um, the the gospel announcement is that there's this radically new realm into which God has sort of inserted in, in, into this reality. And available in that space is forgiveness of sins, reconciliation with God. Um, and the way that you enter it is by becoming a disciple and taking up these practices that this community engages in, which is hospitality to the marginalized and mm-hmm. service to the needy. And um, there are practices in, in and yeah, I, I probably would just leave it there. Mm. But then also over time, the community is taught that, um, you know, to maintain that 
the the cohesiveness of this community there are other practices that are necessary yeah and that are occasional um there uh when we hurt each other we confess that as sin to one another and then we and we forgive and we reconcile uh we remain committed to each other over time we practice various forms of uh, justice in relation to one another god's justice where we're always repairing always caring for one another and serving one another um and we're learning more about this reality over a lifetime and so so we invite you to join that community and then it, it i think that involves looking around our our larger context for where there are people who are marginalized or suffering where's there where are there people who are alienated or isolated or mm-hmm. in need um so i mean who are those people in our local contexts single moms uh shut-ins um people who um who are gendered outside of traditional uh, categories and expectations um people who are sort of um yeah we provide a community context in which people can navigate their lives fruitfully <clears throat> that's what being christian is all about and, and god's good news to the world is there's a community that is good news for the world and it's called the church so yeah join that i think what would be an interesting question is for yeah those of us who are involved in the church and especially shaping our church's lives is um what are the challenges that keep us Mm. from Mm. talking about and, and speaking into existence and then like you know practically creating these kinds of communities Mm. what are those challenges i think there are a lot of them like money well ego um we want to the it feels it feels better to have a church that's growing than one that is shrinking feels better to have a church that's big than to be at a church that is smaller smallness is difficult we can talk about um you know the the threat of the mega church blah 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 but like man i kind of would want one you know mm-hmm. um money <laughs> salaries um yeah yeah prestige power ego all, all those kinds of things we want to meet people's expectations mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and the culture has been saturated with those expectations so people move to a new area and they want they they love your preaching uh and i want to be at a church that's that that's kind of um you know meets is is the church that meets my expectations i and i, I don't want to have sort of a full service uh offering of, of mm-hmm. stuff for my whole family yeah um yeah and you and i want you to create that for me yeah and so or, or they just might love i mean this is just church life people love how you do things for six months mm-hmm. and then they want to have a coffee you know <laughs> let, well, i'll let you know here's what yeah. i also want yeah yeah all that i mean it's just you know our expectations um mm-hmm. we have a, it's a consumer oriented model mm-hmm. uh almost entirely like even in the episcopal church that's those are dominant concerns i mean and it really it's it's a very difficult i don't a parish model of ministries would be very difficult to have in an american context i think yeah. I, I don't know if it exists anywhere it may it may i, I just don't know but yeah there's a lot of challenges i think yeah yeah boy couldn't agree couldn't agree more well and and so many of the challenges flow from the misunderstanding of what the gospel is and does right if 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 you're yeah. if your understanding of the gospels it's it's a a forgiveness mechanism through which you enter into heaven when you die, then justice concerns aren't part of the gospel. Yeah. So that's a, that's a total. So you're fighting against. Or it's an add on. It's not essential. It's something. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. That'd be good. But Hey, we're doing the real business. That's right. That's right. We're just saving souls off the Titanic, which is a movie you've never seen. So, um, (laughs) so, so we're, you know, Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> That's the end. Spoiler. What Jesus comes in. I don't know. What's the movie about? Oh, well, the debate is, can two people fit on a piece of wood? That's what the whole movie boils down to. The answer is no. It does not. Um, yeah. I, the, and what has happened is that our imaginations have been stifled by the uh, infection of American definitions of greatness into yeah. community church community life. Yeah. Oh, so, totally. So, you know, that all yeah, the seminars. Think, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I, and it's like, 
you can say that and you can do the work. I I mean, I've, I've been learning about this and seeing it and it stares me in the face uh, for the last 25 years in my professional life is I've studied this. This is what I look at all the time. Mm. And it's like, you're so right, Mike. That has affected my imagination. And then it's like, but man, I really hope my book is a bestseller. You know, and it's like, yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah. The far corners of our imaginations, it's so pervasive in us. And it, it's in it's in my body, it's in my mind, it's in my desires. And it's like to yeah. root it out as an American, I think is like this is gonna be just a battle. It's not gonna be something that I That's reshape right. over time or something like that, or read the book and you're set straight. Yeah. It's like, no, this is gonna be a I this these are idols that that have to be slayed every day. Conversation yeah. to conversation. It's just brutal. In community, only in yes. community. Totally, and in ugly community, right? Because that yeah. only gets you, you. That only gets beat out of you when yeah. people are weird and hurt, hurtful and defensive, and yeah. you're weird and hurtful and defensive, and all those yeah. edges have to bump into each other. It's hard. It is so hard. And it's that's hard. why no one wants to do it. Yeah, uh, especially as we have a um, we have a long term, like generations long pattern. Um, because we can do this, we do. Because there are like there are there are not churches on every corner in this town. There are there are just several churches on every corner in this town. There are so many <laughs> options that when it's like we encounter conflict, you just leave instead mm-hmm. of doing the hard work of um, of reconciling. Those are those are hard. Those mm-hmm. are hard. I mm-hmm. I was I was part of a church for about six years where we had these kinds of patterns, mm-hmm. and uh, we had three um, like blowups. Mm. Where like we had to have several hours to sort it out, and it was like the first hour, um, I was convinced like this this is the one, this is the one that ends it. Yeah. You know, this, they're leaving after this or whatever. But there were three um, mm. beautiful reconciliation um, experiences that I was through went through that um, were just incredible. But they're they're gut wrenching, and it's like you just yeah. it's hard work. You got to yeah. be committed. You got to yeah. be really committed in community, but it's it's worth it. Those are still our closest, you know, friendships that hmm. are lasting. And we hang out with one of them this weekend. But nice, yeah, nice. real community is 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 tough. Yeah, but wonderful. All right. All right, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna cap it here. There's so many cool. other things, but I'm what I'm hoping to do as we talked about Tim is have a kind of sustained conversation. I'd love about, it about these things and all their different nuances and colors and layers. Uh, Cause this is, I mean, th- this just, this, this is the stuff that like ca- captures my passion, my, my thinking, yeah, awesome. my whatever. Right. Well, just how, how to faithfully inhabit and embody um, collectively uh, uh, the picture of Jesus. We're going through Mark in our uh, church um this spring and it's awesome. too bad i don't really know anybody that's written a good commentary on it so to i've find. had to i know i'm using matthew henry somewhere plagiarized <laughs> just a great just a great reason great modern don't look resource. too close yeah i just i just updated i just updated yeah. <laughs> matthew henry that's all i did <laughs> if you're new the, the tim wrote a commentary on the book of mark that actually is really good so um anyway dude we are so grateful for your time are you oh you're so welcome you're so welcome and thank you this was was a lot of fun it kept me awake well (laughs) i mean the bar is low and maybe maybe that's true of our dear listener too (laughs) man i tell you i had this one this was my the only this is my favorite email i've ever gotten someone this this girl just wrote this woman i don't know she wrote and said uh she does she likes to listen to my podcast not i don't know if she pays a whole lot of attention to the content but it helps her fall asleep like she, she finds my voice soothing oh perfect <laughs> You're that, i love that <laughs> that's awesome that just means you'll have Put one people to sleep yes you. yes you have one consistent listener Yes, maybe listening to the same episode 400 times, but yeah, whatever. it'll it'll be great. But Tim does have a podcast, Faith Improvised, uh, which is really good, going through the big story of the Bible these days, which, you know, if you're into that kind of thing, it's actually a great, great resource. <laughs> yeah, there's some content available yeah, in that lar- large few, book. 
There are a few things. Yeah. Few things yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It's, it's pretty interesting. Um, Tim Stafford, you've been way too quiet, which, you know, I think, you know, Gumbus and I agree is probably the best. Right. For the best. But do you have any last thoughts? Do you have any? <laughs> stay in your lane. Don't cross the street. Do you have any last thoughts, Mr. Stafford, to close us out? I have a bunch of questions that I'll save for the next one. Well, oh, guess cool. what? Guess what? What? We're going to have more, more Gombas time. I always so, love hanging out with you guys. It's the best. So my wife texted and she, she called and I said, hey, I can't talk. And she said, why? What's going on? And I just wrote back Gombas. And she knows. <laughs> She knows. Gumbus is like kind of like the F word. It's a it's a <laughs> it's a verb. It is. It's a noun. <laughs> it's an adjective. It's an adverb. It it's all. a participle. Participle. Gumbusing. You know. Anyway, Tim, thanks, dude. We love you. Hey, Ed, love look you guys. Forward to more of this. The best. Always enjoy it. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to this conversation. Voxology is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that is supported by listeners just like yourself. If you'd like to partner with us, you can do so at patreon.com backslash Voxology. You can also join the community and hang out and chat with us on the socials facebook.com backslash voxology podcast and on instagram at voxology thank you thank you thank you for walking the long road with us